Welcome to Pilot Boys episode 118. Today we have a deep dive about proactivity versus reactivity. An interesting topic that we think you're going to be able to walk away with a lot of learnings with. On that note, put your tray tables up, buckle up your seatbelts. The Pilot Boys are about to take off. Welcome to the Pilot Boys podcast, where you'll get the real on all things sports, music, and pop culture. And here are your hosts, Vishwant and Partha. So V, man, we have you in uh, in Ohio, and uh, you know it's it's a little bittersweet even looking at the video feed because your uh, your room is now co- completely empty. Yes, spent most of my life here in Ohio, and uh, is a little a little sentimental getting uh, spending my last few days here in in the home that I grew up in, but. Uh, Definitely not going to miss. Just when I thought I was going to miss it, I got hit by a snowstorm and was reminded oh. reminded why I don't live here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like an Ohio winter to, to give you a nice little farewell. Yeah, speaking of Ohio, though, there is a – it seems like the city of Cincinnati is, is, uh, is repping uh, this year and, and, and taking up the ground that uh, – of Columbus and, and Cleveland Browns fans and Buckeye fans such as ourselves are, uh, are not enjoying uh, the same level of success as those people down in Cincinnati. Yeah, it's, uh, it's true. It's been uh, a blast to root for the Bengals this year. It's not, not my team, but Burrow is, you know, it's my guy for sure. <laughs> it's just yeah. so much a fan of him. Um, it's so great to see Ohio constantly repping. Um, other news this week was, uh, a major plant, a silicone plant from Intel is being placed in Ohio as well. They want to make it, I believe their quote was something like the silicone capital of the world or something crazy yeah. like that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Ohio's always been a, a state with some amazing manufacturing. And you know, guys like us, you know, we really align with the Midwestern values that we come from this humble attitude, hardworking. You don't need too much shine. You don't need you know, too much flashiness. You just, you want to put your head down. You want to grind things out. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, kind of what you stand for. That's your respect. That's your value um, that you have, you know, in life. And I think that that makes Ohioans really, really, really great um, employees, really great business builders. And, you know, we tend to find a surprising number of Ohioans in places of really, really significant influence. And it's just a reflection of the values that you're able to to receive growing up there yeah 100 percent. i think you know it benefits from being middle america right where people really appreciate the work that they do not necessarily the results that their their work brings or the attention their work brings and i think it's slowly even in the digital world where that's becoming more and more of a priority i think people who go to school, go to college and graduate in a skilled trade from Ohio really appreciate the work that comes with doing that skilled trade. And their reputation um, is meaningful, the reputation they develop specifically for their work, um, not not based on the number of followers they have on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think in, in, in an age where things are very digital and you know we look at at measurement and there's a lot of tools that we have around us and i think this kind of segues us into our topic nicely it's really easy to think that 
when you're looking at data, it means you're intelligently approaching your work. But I feel that the majority of people that interact with digital systems, even look at numbers, they're not able to connect the numbers that they're seeing with the actions that they do day to day. And as a result, you know, we in society, especially in the workplace, tend to trick ourselves into thinking that we're a lot more proactive than we are. And in fact, we've established these layers of whether it's social media, whether it's notifications, email, calls, we establish these huge amounts of things that keep us from retaining any sense of presence or peace of mind, which is ultimately where forethought and uh, any sort of, you know, focused strategic planning happens. And as a result, I think we as a country, and especially in the workplace, are suffering from a very, very reactive workforce, mm-hmm. a very reactive attitude to life that, you know, takes the power out of your hands ultimately as an individual. Yeah. I mean, we've, we've gone through this for a while. Like it's, it's, this isn't anything new in terms of challenges that people face in the workplace, right? It's, it's the way that power structure has been set up. It, it breeds people to be reactive, right? If your boss tells you to do something, it might put you into a panic and make you react quickly and, and try to solve the problem quickly. But the truth is that your boss probably would not be in a position to be breathing down your neck and put, applying that pressure to you if you were proactive in how you approached your work and how to complete your work and communicated the process of thinking as you were doing it. Typically what happens is a crisis happens. Um, a, a boss or a, a power figure gets upset and lights a fire under someone's ass. And there's two ways that you can handle that. You can handle it calmly, digest it, and understand that the pressure is coming from their own reactive energy and the pressure that they're feeling. And you should not, you should eliminate that pressure and just get the task that's needed to done to be done done and figure out how to solve the problem because it's pretty well documented that when you try to solve problems, when you're not in an emotionally balanced state, it's usually going to lead to poor results. Yeah, well said. And I think that that's a key phrase, being in an emotionally balanced state. I think that's something that not a lot of us are able to maintain in our day-to-day lives. And that's where you get the resulting kind of uh, in, inoptimum or non-optimal outcomes from your actions because you're so you're so one way or another you're so scattered you're so you know wanting to approve like get approval or maybe it's you know you're just scared and you're living in a state of fear i think one of the mentalities that i observe with folks who are extremely reactive is that almost they want to check everything off the checklist and like Mm -hmm. this can be a great character trait for somebody who works in a job where there's no thinking required but that is not the future of our society. The, the value of the human in the workplace is your intellect and your ability to bring thoughtful reactions or really thoughtful actions to the workplace. You know, being able to stay conscious, essentially, of your actions and decisions. When you have folks who are not conscious of their actions and decisions and essentially, you know, are, are operating completely blindly, there is, I mean it's just not it like there's no other way about it like and it's hard it's not you know it's not easy to kind of get out of this loop that you get stuck in um in society typically where you're born where you're kind of like very very reactive but 
it requires peace of mind, quiet, and enough space for you to be able to gain control over your decision making and and go actually, you know, create the checklist for yourself instead of just checking it off every single day. Yeah, uh, it's it's a hundred percent what you're saying, right? What what differentiates us? And what's going to prevent <laughs> robots from taking us over in the workplace is exactly that, is the ability to digest changes or dramatic changes that can't be checked for in programming, right? And a situation arises where it takes a human being in that moment to realize that, hey, this is a problem that can't just be solved in a simple, straightforward way. It requires some some touch. It requires some understanding, emotional IQ. And that's really what makes human beings human beings. And, and really the argument for why human beings should not be replaced in the workplace by robots, because there are many situations that we deal with every day in the business that, that we operate, that it requires you to think differently than if you were just programmed to think one way or react a certain way based on the programming that 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 you've been putting put into yeah i think that's i mean that that is the difference between a human and a robot is consciousness it's the ability to separate from the programming and make a decision that's entirely your own in any given moment based on what you feel is the best decision it's something a robot can never do. A robot is always based on previous information. That's how it builds its models. That's how it builds its thought processes. So it can never come up with a completely new or unique idea. It can only come up with ideas that are variations of older ideas, even if you use distortion or any sort of mechanism to turn old ideas into what may seem like new ideas. You, you just don't have, you can't ever really replicate what a human can do. And that ultimately is being exposed in our society that not a lot of people have actually even spent the time to develop that skill. And it's not really anyone's fault either because it's, you know, it's kind of how our school system is structured. It was Mm -hmm. so structured around learning material things and facts that you don't actually pick up any of what's important, which is learning how to actually use your brain. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the most powerful asset uh, that we have. And I think, also, the other thing that when we talk about reactionary is versus the fact that you are reactionary comes from a place of not fully appreciating and understanding yourself, right? Because typically when you are reactionary, it's like we said, it comes from an emotional imbalance. But if you do the self-work, and we talk about this all the time is like you can't change the external world and what's happening or how people treat you or how someone communicates to you. But what you can control is for yourself to know yourself and understand your own emotions and how certain things may trigger you in certain situations and and actually accept that you do have triggers. Everybody has them. How do I control myself from being triggered? right? Emotionally, because once you're emotionally triggered, that's when you lose your ability to rationally and logically think through problems and solutions um, and and be proactive, right? Because if you do do that work, then you are being proactive because 
you're seeing, okay, I have this work to do. I recognize a fault that I have in myself. Let me be proactive myself in fixing it. No one else is going to fix those problems for you. Yeah. What you say is powerful too. A trigger, I think, if you were to define it in an alternate way, a trigger would be an action that creates a reaction within you without any conscious thought in between. So ultimately, the easiest way to overcome a trigger is this concept. This has been, there's, there's been books written about this. Uh, it's radical ownership. It's assuming responsibility for the trigger, regardless of whether you know, it's your fault or not. Regardless of fault, if you claim responsibility for the fact that this thing happened and it's a part of me and I have now the option to choose how I react, you know, you can never choose your action for something you don't feel responsible for. So if, if I don't feel responsible for something happening down the road, I, I can't act. <laughs> That's the reality of the situation. Until you claim responsibility for something, you don't even have the choice as to whether to act or not. You know, you may you may claim responsibility for a fight down the street and still choose not to act because it may not be the right decision for you at that time. Mm -hmm. But it still is something that you should feel responsible for because it's happening to your people in your community. And we're all we're you know, we're all connected. We're all the same here, right? So anything that happens to any other person, in my view, anything that happens in the universe should be under our purview of responsibility. Because if we feel responsible for the world, for society, for people, for everybody we know, everything we've ever encountered, then we have the choice to act with every single stimuli that crosses our path. And when you feel that responsibility, you can usually act out of love instead of acting out of a negative place. But when you have that limitation on yourself where you have a trigger and you're not able to be aware of it or conscious of it, then that trigger controls you and you're kind of like a puppet at the end of the day. The stimuli around you dictate how you act and feel. And that's what makes, you know, in general, marketing so freaking predictable is that <laughs> people are very, very easy to control and manipulate. And fortunately, that is starting to change a little bit for, for the betterment of the world. It's, it, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't be able to build these social media tools that really destroy us to this degree with the dopamine releases and with all of the different notifications. But, you know, I mean, I'll, even myself, I'm, I don't feel strong enough to be able to be exposed to that at, in a full extent every single day. Right. And it's like, I still claim responsibility and I, I'm able to say, okay, I can, you know, change the way I interact with these things to not have the trigger, to not have the unconscious reaction that that creates within me to try and claim back some ownership of my actions, right? And I think that's ultimately where proactiveness can come from is it's a question of do you claim ownership over everything that's happening to you or do you want to pass the buck and avoid responsibility and avoid accountability? And ultimately, when you're avoiding those things, that's akin to death to me. You know, if you're not responsible for anything, what are you doing? Like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. What is the point, right? Like... And, and there's the, you know, going to the, going and using another term, intuition, right? Intuition allows you to have intuition means that you've already done some mental work to know and be able to respond to stimuli, right? Like the intuition just doesn't come from, people say it's gut instinct. 
but it's a response to how you've evaluated multiple scenarios that either you've experienced or someone else has experienced, then it allows you to take a situation, even in an instant, and take something that you need to react to in an instant and not make it a reactionary thing, right? It becomes something that's proactive because you've done the work. So, and you have the intuition and the ability to say, okay, this problem that I need to solve in an instant is similar to some other problem that I've faced or I've seen faced before. So I have the ability and the confidence to then solve that problem without fear and without emotions, right? And that's within the workplace where you kind of need to get to, you know, in your personal relationships and, and, and relationships that go outside of the workplace, obviously that's a different type of emotional context that I don't think necessarily applies the same way as it does in the workplace. Yeah, I agree. I think within the workplace, we're all framed to think of things as small, you know, almost industries or departments, right? It's like you show up and it's like, I am responsible for these three things in the company I work for or in my day-to-day role. And I think that's an inherently limiting belief because it never lets you rise above that. And if you want to be an employee for the rest of your life, if you want to be at the exact same pay level the rest of your life, that's the best way to approach work is show up and do what you're told. But if you want to grow and thrive and you know become your fullest self, it's about accepting that you can contribute so much more, not just to your company, but to society and to look at mm-hmm. things from a bigger lens. And then that it's that same concept of responsibility that we were talking about before. If I feel responsible as an employee for the overall good of the company, which is, you know, I think something maybe I I notice now was was present in some of my friends and not present in other other friends. The ones who have succeeded tremendously were the ones who came in even when they were 19, 20 as interns and said, hey, I think I can help the overall company grow. And here's my ideas for how I do that. Plus, I'll do whatever tasks you want me to do. That's fine. Tasks are like chores, right? Like I'll clean the house. Sure. But don't you want to build a deck? Because that's what I can help do. Right. And it's like understanding that you can contribute and help build something much more beautiful for the world for everybody else to live in and experience. It's like that thought process doesn't even come when you're just focused on your chores and you come in, you do your checklist and you leave every day. You don't even get the opportunity to, to think bigger. Yep. You know, and, and it's funny. It's like one of the things that's interesting about human beings to me is this thought that everybody wants to be independent thinkers, but everybody wants to be told what to do. Right. It's Mm -hmm. like, if you really want to have independent thought, then you should have independent action. And in the changing landscape of the world that we're in now, there are less and less people who are going to be able to guide you to where you need to go. The truth is nobody ever was able to do that, but they could, they could guide you to certain things. Right. And the reality is that, you know, and, and guy we listen to talks about it all the time and the type of people he hires now when he's thinking about building a company, he looks for people with an entrepreneurial mindset, not an employee mindset. Um, and, and he says specifically, I know I might lose the entrepreneur in two years and he might start his own company, but within the two years that I have him, 
that's the exact type of employee that I need because they take responsibility and accountability for the business as if it's their own because it's a springboard for where they're trying to go and what they're trying to do. Therefore, they come into work while they're there every day trying to absorb as much as possible and draw as much value as possible out of it because they have an exit plan in mind, right? And I can go find another entrepreneur to hire as a replacement and I want to see them succeed. And, and I think that that is actually the mindset that more employees need to take into the workplace because I think the day and age of you just being able to rely on the big corporation that employs 100,000 people to take care of you and, and make sure you have a nice pension when you retire, make sure you have everything that you need, that's actually being threatened right now by the changing landscape of our economy. Yeah, and it likely won't exist in the future. So we all have to go through this transformation and it's, you know, it's a personal one. It has very, very little to do with the jobs, with management, with anything anybody else can do for you. It has to do for what you're willing to do for yourself. And I think the takeaway, if you're, if you're a listener, how, how to really start this process, if you haven't, or if you're in the middle of the process, how to find kind of the next step for yourself is just very quickly evaluate what are the things that make me upset, right? Anything that makes you upset is a thing that you've not claimed responsibility for. And if you claim responsibility for that thing, again, it doesn't mean that you are blamed for that thing. But if you understand that anytime that thing happens and you become upset, that's your choice to become upset in that situation. You could react to it any other way you want to. That's consciousness. That's conscious thought mm -hmm. is when it happens the next time saying to yourself, wait a second, I usually get upset, but what if I try this instead, right? And you can't even have that conversation until you say, I claim responsibility for this thing that's happening to me. Like today, I had an experience where I had a communication with somebody and what I said didn't necessarily get across. And when I was told about that, there were two ways I could have handled it. The, the way I had handled it in the past is I was frustrated. I would say, man, like I can't believe what I'm saying is not being understood. And the other way I can handle it, which is what I chose to do today, was that's interesting. I'm going to have to change the way I communicate, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I talk about and think about with like the responsibility is that there's always some control you have in a situation and you can always get positivity and happiness as an outcome from whatever your action or, you know, situation you're in. Um, it's, it's very easy. I think the starting point is start to assess what makes you angry, what makes you upset, what challenge you on a, challenges you on a day-to-day -day basis, and then dig in. Why do these things challenge you? How can you change your response to them in, in real time to give yourself a more empowering life? And when you take back that control and take back that power, you're taking it back from yourself. You're not taking it from anybody else. And that's, that's how you truly get to a place where you're completely unlimited. Yeah, that's a great way to put a button on in. I think can leave with that. Uh... A quote we talked about earlier this week with group from Rumi, uh, where he said, yesterday I was clever, so I thought that I could change the, the world. Today I am wise, so I'm changing myself. I think what you just said is a reminder of that, right, is the work that you can do and the changes that you can make are with yourself. You can't control the external world, but you can control yourself and optimize yourself in a way uh, that makes you unlimited.
Amazing. Uh, and on that note, um, be you. You is fly. Stay moving. Oh, oh, boys. Get on up.